Hey guys, welcome to the After Church Podcast, where we take what we hear on Sunday and apply it to our lives on Monday. Uh, today, we are finishing up our series in the book of Romans, Romans chapter 16. We're going to basically be talking about a bunch of names that we cannot pronounce, but they mean something. Uh, they're in there for a reason, and we are going to get into that about community and uh, even what the word tertius means. So hang in there. Uh, today, I'm going to be joined by Stephanie Akiyama from the South Campus and Kurt Petersheim from the East Campus. My name's Trey. And I go to both of those campuses sometimes. Let's get the podcast. Well, guys, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Thank you. You guys look again. Very. F- Did y'all wear the same thing you wore last week? <laughs> I am an outfit repeater. An entire week. Oh. I just wear. I have one outfit. Is that what it is? Yeah. He you is know, simplifying. I do, I do have. A black t-shirt. This is a completely different day Uniform. from last week's podcast when we filmed it a whole week ago. Or totally an new day hour now. ago. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, right. Is, oh, yes. Yeah. Right? Is, is this after? Yeah. We're now after Thanksgiving. Yes, we are. That's what I mean. Yes, yep. we are. Hope, Hope you had your Thanksgiving was great. How was Black Friday? Yeah. Fantastic. Get, get some good deals? No, I don't do Black Friday. Yeah. Mm. Kurt, did you get some good deals? Yeah, man. Did I ever. And I'll tell you about <laughs> Thanksgiving, we ate turkey. Dressing. <laughs> All right, full disclosure. Yeah. What's today? What's the date today? I don't even know. 15th? November 15th, 11th, 15th. is when we are actually filming this. <laughs> it is not Thanksgiving to us. You are all future people to us listening. Future yes. people. I'm giving thanks. Yeah. So mm-hmm. All the yeah. day. Every day. It doesn't matter to me. This, you are listening to past Stephanie and past yes. Trey and past Kurt. Mm. Yes. So. Yep. And your, and your outfit and your accessories were so shizzle. Thank last you. week oh my that, Thank that, you. that we thought, man, you should do a repeat repeat performance. Yeah. Probably Certainly. a good yes. thing that this is the final Romans podcast because <laughs> yes, I feel like we are just on a downhill trajectory. Yes. <laughs> well, we are glad you guys joined us for the last episode in this Romans series. And yes. as uh, any good letter, uh, there's always the people is written to. Mm-hmm. And in this chapter, we actually get names of people, mm-hmm. often hard to pronounce names of people. We had <laughs> yes. some good fun beforehand just trying to pronounce these names. Um, but yeah, but they're still like actual Roman and mm-hmm. Jewish and maybe other different types of uh, ethnic folks and their different names. And Paul is right. He writes them out or or we'll find out here at the end. Paul actually didn't even write it himself. That's he right. he yeah. used a scribe. Hang on, there's a fun word. Ghostwriter. Uh, He's a, or is I, he the guy? No, Tertius would be the ghostwriter, right? I don't know. Isn't he, that somebody yes. who writes for you? Yes, well, but usually a ghostwriter is their own words. Yeah, it's not. But it's it, just. It's not like taking dictation. You're just anonymous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is called an yeah. amanuensis. Oh, what? Ooh. Hey. Ooh, wow. Fancy. And that's not even one of the names. Fancy. Not even one of the names. <laughs> amanuensis. Yeah. And amin- amanuensis, Am- amanuensis would be someone who wrote the letter for you um, with authority to be oh. able to use your authority and write your words. So whether or not it was dictated from Paul, more right. than likely it was pretty close to that because this is very, very Pauline. good. <laughs> yeah, strong language and words are there for purposes and meaning and uh, but yeah, Tertius would be the amin- amanuensis, the one who wrote Ooh. it down. 
And as and I think what we learned too is he, he he even gets a little spot at the end where he gets to thank some people. He does. Yeah. Hey, don't forget about me. I'm Tertius. I, I'm yeah. writing this down. I like to think he, Paul didn't know about that. <laughs> he just put it in there. Paul was like over on the side, and Tertius just like I'm gonna write. This hey, down. for yeah. me too. Hello. Yeah. And, and I, Paul's I, like, man, what? Did, I told you not to. <laughs> Tertius, come on, yeah. man. I told you not to mention Gaius. <laughs> Which did it anyway. Had great hospitality right there in 23. He did. Uh, but. In uh, Tertius, by the way, even the guy who wrote it is the, uh, that name means the third. He's the third. So I feel like that's ah, the English translation would that be that is tree. your new name. Yes. I am now Tertius. Tertius. But some yeah. people say that Silas, the name Silas, also means the third. So Ooh. maybe because Silas means the third in Hebrew and Tertius means the third in Latin. I thought Silas meant like be quiet. It doesn't. Silas! Silas! <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> Oh man, we've been oh, we've been having gotta, a good time laughing about all the names in this down. chapter because it is a you're being too loud. It is it's a fun. list of names. It is yes, fun ones to pronounce. So That's Tertius right. gets to to do his little tag at the end, maybe um, verse twenty two to twenty four, and then here's the fun part. Uh, and I, this is more than like I think Paul references this in one of his other letters, maybe Galatians. You might know better than I would, but when he writes in his own hand, he, mm-hmm. he says, "I write oh, this in my own hand." Yeah. Typically, at the end of a letter, when you had an amanuensis, someone who's <laughs> writing it for you, you get it's almost like your signature. So yeah. you you have this final word at the end, and it's going to look it's going to be different handwriting because you're not right. the professional, right? Yeah. You're just dictating. Mm-hmm. The amanuensis is writing the nice, neat Greek. Nice. Um, but so so he at the end, and we hear this language very similar to what we've heard Paul say before. You mm-hmm. know, now to you who's able to establish in accordance with all the gospel, the message, the proclamation of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, ending then again with the to the only wise God of, by, to the only wise God be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes. That's how he ends it. So there you go. That's it. Uh, thanks all for right. watching. Yeah. Glad you guys were. <laughs> Names and oh, all right. Word of God. So we're gonna we are gonna talk about um, a few discussion questions. I'm gonna lob those out here at the beginning, and then as we read some of these names and stumble over some of these names, we'll <laughs> uh, we'll we'll try to dig into some of these questions. So the questions we'll cover, uh, and again, you can find these on Eastridge.Church/Romans. You can find the discussion questions along with all the other resources. But here are the four we'll talk about. Number one. Which of these people named in chapter 16 resonate with you the most? So when you read somebody's name and you go, well, obviously Tertius for me, uh, but <laughs> you, you, me. we'll figure out which one maybe resonates with you. So be on the lookout for those folks. Uh, number two, how have you experienced the beauty of the community of the people of God? So his church, how have you experienced that? And Kurt, you might have written some of these questions, so yeah. you, you can help us unpack uh, what you mean by the community of God as you as we unpack this passage uh, the third question, have you ever struggled with feeling ordinary, unseen, or unimportant in the kingdom of God? And then how have you navigated that? And then the last one uh, in uh, verse 25, Paul writes, Now to him who is able to establish you, to him who is able to establish you in accordance with my gospel, um, how does the gospel establish us? So that's what we'll be looking at. And then why is it important to remember this truth every day? If the gospel is meant to establish us like it did Paul, yeah. what does it mean to us? Yeah. So, um, Stephanie, unless you want to jump in, I was going to see if Kurt, like Kurt, Kurt loves this chapter. So I wanted to let you just kind of drive for a minute and yes. give us kind of the overview. What do you see is important here and uh, why why this is why why. why why we should read this and talk why, about why, it. Why, 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 why
Yeah. Um, well, you mentioned it. Paul often in his letters will give some recognition, some commendations to some folks or just, hey, hey, how you doings or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I just, the, the letter of Romans, because it is such a, and we've talked about this for months as we've gone through this, just the the diamond of the New Testament, so to speak, of the whole Bible, this um, maybe greatest of all letters ever written, and it's, it's exposition of the gospel and it's explanation of how to live that out and all these things. And then we get to this last chapter and he's just naming so many people. And to me, reading this, it just kind of brings up feelings of how beautiful the church is, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Because he names um, men, he names women, he names slaves, he names uh, city, you know, um, officials. Mm-hmm. He names Romans. He names uh, Greeks and Jews. And mm-hmm. so, to me, it just—it's a chapter that is so simple, and there's not a ton of teaching in it. Mm-hmm. But it's just one of these chapters that helps you see the church for all of its wonder and glory in Jesus. You know, and mm-hmm. we talked um, last week, a whole week ago, again, <laughs> yes. that we talked about um, just the unity of the church and how the church is, you know, meant to be unified in love. And I think chapter 16 is a great example of that. Where all these different people who maybe many of them do know each other and many of them do not, um, but they're all one church. Uh, many of them who live in different places and um, have different backgrounds, but mm-hmm. uh, that's why I love it. I, I just think it's so unique, you know. And and gosh, just how cool it would be to think that you know your name is in the Book of Romans, you know. Yeah, all right. And and many of them certainly were quote unquote nobodies in the sense of mm-hmm. next to Paul. I mean, right. yeah. who am I? Right. By Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet they're named and they're in there. Um, and they, many of them who Paul, like they worked hard for the Lord or for you, or mm-hmm. um, they're they're commended for certain things that they did or how they're doing ministry or how they're being hospitable or how they're using their position in society for the kingdom. Yeah. You know, it's just such a cool picture of, mm-hmm. of the church. So anyway, that's why I love this chapter. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I think it speaks of community. I think it speaks mm-hmm. of as fantastic as Paul is. He's not the chisel either. <laughs> like, yeah. Community. It's it's Paul is not the everyone. church. He's not right. the church. Right. And so he needs yeah. he he needs every single one of these people. And so I love, I mean, chapter 16 didn't have to be included. Mm-hmm. Right? Like 15 ends beautifully. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it could have ended and and amen. Mm-hmm. Um, but he includes 16. I think the Lord put yeah. that in there to show this is the church. It, this this uh, letter is not just yeah. about Paul. Mm-hmm. It's about everybody. Mm-hmm. Like it's about all of these people and adding their giftedness into this. And and here is the product, mm-hmm. right? Um, so anyway, That's I good. think it's about community. Yeah, I, I do love how um, if you take out chapter 16, the first 15 chapters could really read like an exposition of the gospel, right. um, what justification is and reconciliation, and then, you know, what, why, uh, why Christ had to come, right, to even solve the problem of sin in our lives. Like all of these right. things are, are could be almost like a textbook. Right, super doctrinal. <laughs> but then, you know, of course, in chapter 12, we said there was this shift towards more uh, practical application right. of it, but still could just yeah. be like a, here's how then that works, right. period, in any church, anywhere, for any time, mm-hmm. which is also true. Right. But then chapter 16, these people did not live at any church at any place at any time. Right. They lived in Rome Yeah, at the church that was in Rome in different, even, mm-hmm. what even sounds like different little house churches mm-hmm. where they were a part yeah. of. And so chapter 16 really does make it personal, right? It's right. like the humanity of Paul, not right. just the great you know, theologian and 
doctrine teacher and minister of the gospel and apostle and yeah. the writer. He's like, no, this is my. These are my people. Yeah. These are my brothers really love and my, my people here. Yes. Yeah. And the affection that he has for them comes through. Yeah. Right. So it makes it real to me. Makes it human. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if a letter similar were written today, of course it wouldn't be. Then it'd be your name would be in there right. and Jacob's name would be in there and your name would be, you know, like, <laughs> like that's how it would be if I were writing a letter to the church at Eastridge yes, or the church in Covington. Yeah, yeah. I would be like, oh, yeah, and look, yeah. give commendation to my, my buddy, Kirk, for all yeah. that he has done and worked my hard. Buddy. And the, <laughs> Thanks, but man. buddy would be in here in, in my, my translation. It would Curtis. be Curtis. I <laughs> uh, wonder if Peter Scheim would make it in there, though. <laughs> just first name. We just this go guy first was names. from Germany. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Germana. So let's jump in here since we have since we have since since we have a female on the podcast. Yeah. What? Phoebe. The right here right out of the gate. What about Phoebe? Oh Phoebe's a deaconess. Bring it in. A deaconess, yes. Uh, A servant doing her thing. In some translations, a deacon Mm -hmm. in some translations. Uh, The word the Greek word is I don't know how to say it, but diakonos. Diakonos. Yes. So it it could be translated servant. It could be translated as an actual um, office of deacon. Yeah. Right. Translated a couple other places. Yes. But anyway, so what does it mean for a female to show up in Rome to deliver this letter, read this letter? I think it's awesome. I think that it gives value to women. Um, It's surprising (laughs) to to be put in the ancient world that there are so many women in this chapter that are just kind of highlighted and called out. Um, I think that that is what Christianity did. It's one of the things that Christianity brought to the world Mm -hmm. is just this uh, beautiful, this higher view of women, of children, of of everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, And so for Paul to really call out Phoebe and Trifania and Trifosa, <laughs> like yeah. all of these who were women, was just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how surprised the people in Rome or anyone who, who would have read this were, um, but I, I, I think from what I understand of that culture, mm-hmm. um, it was very surprising mm-hmm. that he yeah. would include that and would send the letter, right. this letter, with Phoebe. A big mm-hmm. deal. Yeah, yep. for her to read and maybe even explain. Yep. Like, that is crazy train. She got to carry Romans. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. right. Romans. And it's original original deal. manuscript. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, man. And she was a deacon uh, at the church in King Crea. We, King Crea? Yeah. Yeah. How, how did they say it? You, I don't remember. Trey Sing literally Crea. looked up. There's a YouTube video of a guy <laughs> saying biblical words and names. <laughs> Yes. How did he say it? Sin, I, he said Sincreia. 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 That guy was super excited about it. Y'all go, <laughs> y'all go watch this YouTube video. Sincreia. Just, we just Google that, biblical words. Yes, he said it with authority, it's so like a it must be video, right. And he's just like, here's <laughs> right. the word of the day. Yep. King, King Sincreia. He was confident. He, he was, was confident. confident, so just like own it. Yeah. So <laughs> so Phoebe shows up, and, and this is just something I um, learned from N.T. Wright in one of his uh, commentaries on Romans or on Paul. Was saying that when uh, when a, uh, anyone showed up to read a letter, whether it was to Ephesus or to Colossae or to Rome, yeah, um, the the one who was reading the letter was given the same authority as the person who wrote the letter. So she's speaking on behalf of Paul, right? And if you read this letter, and I think we talked about this in the intro um, podcast, it's about an hour long, forty five mm-hmm. minutes to an hour. If you just read it mm-hmm. straight, so more than likely it was like all of the church. Families are gathered as many as they can in this church, house church, and then they can read it again at this right. house church, and can read it yeah. again at this house church. And each time, um, in that hour-long span, she's really like 
looking at different people when she's talking about the strong brother and the weak brother. And, you know, they know this and they're, they're understanding yeah. this. Um, but also then to be able to help explain, like if she, she gets into part of the Paul's yeah. justification by faith. Like a middle and, schooler in the front row raises their hand. Yeah, like, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Like, we'll take questions at the end. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. but, but yeah, to even have that authority to kind of explain, this is what Paul is saying yeah. here. Right. Um, really puts that person, uh, and this is with some, uh, there's some conjecture here from N.T. Wright, certainly, but uh, it really elevates the female, too, in somewhat of a teaching role or pastoral role yeah. when they're reading that letter. Now, I know there's other places that Paul would say, maybe not this way, maybe not that way. Right. Um, but here is no doubt Phoebe, a female, yes. read this letter aloud to She's the She's an ambassador people. of an apostle. Right. right. It's a big deal. It yeah. is. And a named deacon in her own church. Right. Yeah. So... Uh, anyway, a lot of authority there, mm-hmm. I think, was good. Was good had. for you, Phoebe. <laughs> Go, Phoebe. Yeah, well, you mentioned too, Steph, the, like, verse 12, Trephina, I'm, we're guessing how they say yeah. this as mm-hmm. best we can. Trephina, Trephosa, mm-hmm. women who work hard in the Lord. Greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. Just, mm-hmm. again, just Paul's very intentional effort here to make it clear. I mean, there are some women really doing some work. I don't know what right. it means exactly or what they've been doing, right. but... Mm-hmm. In some way, in some type of ministry. I yes. mean, they are and working mom. hard. Rufus's, Rufus's mom. Rufus's mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, gosh, yeah, just Paul's, um, I love Paul. And I yeah. love his <laughs> yes. his his um, his thoughtfulness and his consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly to, and, and obviously, yes, God and his inspiration of Paul to make sure that these these women's names get put in right. get put in there in sacred scripture for mm-hmm. all of time for yeah. us to remember. And like you said, that... It really has been Christianity for the last 2,000 years, Christian people, um, and starting with Jesus himself, mm-hmm. who so uplifted the role of women yeah. in the world and society yeah. um, anyway, and mm-hmm. makes it yeah. very clear. These are not second-class citizens in any right. case, in any right. sense of the word. Yes. And, so. and there are current world religions still that do not have a place, mm-hmm. uh, or certainly don't have a place of honor you know, right. for, for women and children. Um, so we even see it today, even though it may be more common uh, in the first century to have that be the norm, right. um, but it, it, it still exists today. So this is inspiration to us that Phoebe is and, and her work uh, as a deacon uh, and a, uh, an ambassador for, for Paul and for Christ. Um, and she's called a benefactor. So she's mm-hmm. wealthy, either independently right. wealthy or she's a good businesswoman, right. uh, maybe on her way to, to Rome, you know, for business. Mm-hmm. And Paul's yeah. like, hey, hang on. You know, you're, yeah. you got a great reading voice and uh, <laughs> right. you, you have know great authority in the church. <laughs> yeah. A deacon here, why don't you take this with you? Reminds me very much, too, of Lydia in mm-hmm. uh, Acts 16, I believe, in Philippi. Just seller of purple cloth. Mm-hmm. She seemed like a wealthy woman, business owner of some right. kind. Seemed to kind of lead a little small little prayer group, group <laughs> or house church. <laughs> down by the river. Yeah, yeah a woman yeah. with mm-hmm. great opportunities and great resources and great ministry that, yeah. that she was doing right there in Philippi. Um, so anyway, so yeah. many women, so many women yeah. throughout the New Testament that are just amazing, amazing yep. people. Well, so I think we've at least covered that part. I wanted that to be something we we brought out here is just yeah. the equity and involvement that Paul has with uh, an elevation, as you say, is the yeah. stature, the importance of women and children and, and slaves and, you know, all throughout yeah. mm-hmm. his letters, but particularly here. Yeah. So then we get into this whole list. So now he says, after the, you commend Phoebe, everybody who's hearing this letter, if you commend her, which I don't know if there's a standing ovation or they give her like, <laughs> right. uh, hey, everyone commend me now. <laughs> <laughs> she pauses um, for dramatic effect right. <laughs> right. and applause. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Then begins just like the this, you know, 20 verses or so, maybe not quite that many of just greet 
this person and this person, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in Christ. We met them in Acts. Yeah. Uh, we meet them in... Ephesus, Ephesus, I think it was. Yeah. Ephesus right? and Corinth. That's and right. they ended up oh, yeah. they end up um discipling Apollos, Apollos yeah. who becomes a great preacher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um part of Corinthians is written about that because people right. were kind of arguing who they followed, Apollos yeah. or right. Paul right. and mm-hmm. Peter, whoever. And Priscilla and Aquila were a married couple who had an incredible ministry that they just followed Paul around on some of his journeys, even yes. discipled one of these great preachers in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right. I love it. Opened man. up just, for house church. Yes, yes, in their yes. Home. So yeah, yeah led, led a house church. Um and I know, yeah, it's just something that I always think about, you know, using, especially married couples, you know, using mm-hmm. that as an opportunity and a platform to right. do ministry. Yeah. Um, seemed like they did that really well. So mm-hmm. it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Prisca or Priscilla and Aquila, depending on your translation. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get uh, greet also the church that meets at their house. Okay. So they were having, mm-hmm. they had a house church. Church. Greet my dear friends, um, Epinetus, we're going to say, Epinetus. Mm-hmm. Yeah who was the first convert to Christ Woo-hoo! in the province of Asia, which maybe was Ephesus or yeah. certainly Modern that, day that Turkey, Turkey yeah, yeah. region. Turkey, Thanksgiving, see? Yeah, hey, see, there's made the connection. Right there. Like we got it. And, uh, <laughs> and Epinetus, those are delicious. But how cool is it to be named as like, hey, Here's the first convert, yes. like the first dude that believed in Jesus right here. It's hard to be the first one. It is. <laughs> it is. Like, it is. So true. Am I crazy? <laughs> right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And well, what like, encouragement there is right there, right? To know that, I mean, how many churches ended up being planted there? How many, how much ministry came from that region? Right. Most of the letters of the New Testament are written to that region, yes. including Ephesus, Colossians, mm-hmm. and Colossians, and all those. Epinews was the first one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just such a cool thing. Be yeah. encouraged. That's awesome. You know, if you're yeah, the first one. And, uh, well, yeah, I was going to go on a tangent there. I won't do it right now, but we should still continue to pray for the churches in Turkey because there are very few now, right? Yeah. Like that, to have been an area where the gospel went forth right. and just right. blossomed to now be in a, a pretty dry place for the gospel. All yeah. of the Middle East, for sure. I mean, yeah. just such a hard place nowadays where... It's time for some more ep- Eponidases. Eponidases. Right, some more yes. firsts. Um, greet Mary. Mary. First six, greet Mary. We can pronounce that one. We got Mary, but we don't know which one. Which of the 17 Marys (laughs) of the New Testament is this? I was joking earlier. The one that worked hard. Yeah, the one that worked hard. I was joking earlier where someone, she's reading this out loud. Hey, and greet Mary. And like 18 people go, hey, what's up? I'm assuming it's not Jesus's mom. (laughs) Right. Right. I'm going to make that assumption because he didn't say Jesus's mom. Right. 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 Also, why would she be in Rome? Why are you (laughs) in Rome, Mary? This is probably not her. Yeah, probably not. I don't know who that is, but it's Mary. It is a Mary who worked hard. Uh, Andronicus and Junia, and that depends on your translation, but that could be a married couple again. Junia may be the female. Mm -hmm. Um, They were Jews who had been in prison with Paul. Mm -hmm. I mean... And now they're in Rome. It's like this is this is the the people who were like boots on the ground. That's exactly yeah. right. These they were ride Christ. or dies. They were Christians <laughs> before Paul was. Yeah. Wow. Yes. 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 Outstanding among the apostles. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. We got Ampelitus, his dear friend in the Lord. We got Urbanus, co-worker in Christ, and and the dear friend Stachus. Let's go with Stachus. Stachus? Stachus? Stachus. Stach. Uh, 
Stackus. One of those Stackus. names. <laughs> I, hate, I hate to I hate to butcher your name, man. When we get to heaven, just like you can tell We're us so what sorry, your name Stackus. was. Um, Urbanus. That's a fun name too. Now this is more than likely named after someone who would have been from the city. I think that's just like a city person, city boy, Maybe. The, um, city slicker. Yeah, Urbanus. A person of herbs. Person of herb, herbal herb. You are B. Jacob, herbs. cut all this out. No, okay, that's true. Like we... <laughs> I'm, I'm giving I'm giving you the good stuff, yo. This is it. Uh greet Apellus, who would that be also a Jewish name, whose fidelity to Christ is to the test. Now I love that. Yes. Yes. The the technical Greek there is uh, this just it's Apellus the approved in Christ. Oh. The approved. The approved yes. in Christ. Yeah. Rock that's, on, rock on, dude. You write that yeah. on my tombstone. I'll take right. that, you know. <laughs> yes. And that man lives in the Book of Romans as that. Yes. the approved. That's like awesome. what? That's yeah. cool. That's what test cool. did he? Appro- what test did he pass? Yeah, some sort yep, of test. He did. Yes. He sure some did. sort of trial. He went. Whatever it was, he's he's approved. Life. Yep. He yeah. passed. Fidelity. Uh, greet those who belong to the household of Aristobulus. Um, Come what on. is that? Is that not <laughs> Aristobulus? Is that not <laughs> Aristobulus? That's how. I'm, that's how I'm going with it. <laughs> Aristobulus. Well, you, all right, you that's, flip a, that's a, a Disney movie. <laughs> where, the bulls, putting... where the bulls are living with that rich lady, the Aristobulus. Is that really what it is? Are you, are you serious? Well, look, look at my... I don't care. We put care. the emphasis Arist- on the wrong syllable, guys. Arist- Sorry. Aristobulus. Aristobulus. I'm going Aristobulus. Oh, man. Okay. That just sounds more Roman. I well, don't know. We need, we need we're, to, we're making it up, y'all. We're making we, it up. We, we need to look up the guy, this, this thing created. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll look it up later. We'll yeah. up. Uh, then we got in uh, verse 11, we're going to greet some more folks. Herodian. <laughs> I think I got that's pretty close. My yep. fellow Jew. Yep. I greet those in the household of Narcissus mm-hmm. who are in the Lord and thought a lot of himself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, maybe. Narcissus. No. Um, Hopefully trust. he's not the namesake of that. Right. That's no, exactly right. I wouldn't assume. Um, and it's actually the household of him. I, that's I, I can't remember. One of those two I was saying earlier might have uh, passed away during Cla- Claudius's oh, yeah. time. And these people, he, Paul's greeting the either the slaves or the the family members of that yeah, the household. household of those yeah. people. Um, greet those. I uh, see. Uh, greet Trafina and Trafosa, those women who work hard in the Lord. You mentioned them earlier. Mm-hmm. Maybe twins. Maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked mm-hmm. very hard in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Then we got Rufus. You know, what that, you know what that word means? I don't know what the word Rufus means. Red mm-hmm. hair. Red ah, hair. Just the red hair. Hey, Rufus. Oh, Rufus. That's funny. Good old Rufus. Is it? <laughs> Rufus. <laughs> no. Rufus, red hair. You just got red hair. I and mean, that Esau, too. Edom, I was about yeah. to say Esau. Red, Edom. Yeah. Edom. Yeah. yeah. The faced. Edomites. Re- Esau was redheaded. Yeah. Edomites. It means red. Mm-hmm. And red stew. You ate the red stew. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but hey. Rufus. Yo, these people are no different than us. They just make right. up names for people. <laughs> they just make up stuff. names. Yeah. That boy redheaded. Let's call him Rufus. Rufus. All right. He was chosen, chosen in the Lord, which, uh, which may, there may be some significance to that. His mother, who has mm-hmm. also uh, been a mother to me too. So Paul's like, this lady took me in and was like a mom. That's yeah, sweet. That is sweet. Um, then we have some names that are very difficult to say in 14. Asyncretus. Uh, Asyncretus. There you go. Asyncretus. Phlegon or Phlegon. Hermes. Um, Petrobus. Petrobus, which yeah. I'm pretty sure was... It's a Harry Potter. It was in Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Petrobus. It's a Patronus. Patronus. Okay. Herm, Hermi, uh, Hermas, maybe? Or Hermione? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We're way off Hermas. Now. Any other brothers and, and sisters brothers with, with them? Bringing it back, guys. Um, Philologus. How, how is it? Uh, yes, we're going with that. Philologus. These, yeah, these are where they get tough. That was uh, crazy. Phil, Philologus. <laughs> Philologus. And then... 
Julia. Julia. Yeah, that's right. Julia. I'm sorry. I was reading it out. Julia. Going American. Yeah, Julia. That's easy. Uh, Nereus and Olympus. Olympus. Yeah, Olympus. And then it says we're supposed to greet each other with a holy kiss. All right. Let's go. I know. Well, all the churches of Christ. That was before COVID. All right, we're just naming a bunch of folks. All right, before we get into the teaching part, those names, just those right there. Any of them? Did you find anything that was exciting about those that that resonate with you? Yeah. Um, verse thirteen, Rufus and his mom. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it it's not like a hundred percent. We know this for sure, but the the best guess anyone has from reading the New Testament, one of the place that Rufus is mentioned is he's a son. There's a Rufus who's the son of um, Simon of Cyrene yep. who carried the cross of Jesus. Yeah. And um, which is amazing. I mean, I would, I don't know. It seems like it would make sense that that would be a guy that's pretty well known. Simon probably became pretty well known. He was the guy who carried crosses, the mm-hmm. cross of Christ. And then his son, I'm, it would have been Simon, of course, I'm sure who would have, Probably told Rufus and his, his a brother of his is named Alexander. Alexander mm-hmm. um, about Christ, and then it says his mom too. So who has become a mom to Paul? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is just to me thinking about the beauty again of the church and the God, like how how much the gospel changes people. Mm-hmm. Um, that Paul would call the mother, the wife of the man who carried the cross of Christ. Yes, his mother. Mm-hmm. You know, that's precious. Um, and just on a pressure, I mean, it just resonates with me anyway, just with the fact that in the church, um, we all have an opportunity, I think, to be we certainly brothers and sisters, but mm-hmm. moms and dads, mm-hmm. you know, to maybe younger folks who either don't have mom or dad or don't have mom and dad who are following the Lord. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Or in whatever way that we have opportunities to um, kind of bring in. Somebody who who just needs that role model, needs mm-hmm. that mom, needs that dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and to Paul, apparently that lady was that to him. Just mm-hmm. somebody who, in whatever way, um, he looked to her as a woman that probably helped him, took care of him. Because he calls her mother, you know, that to me just means there's, there's more of an affection there mm-hmm. than just like maybe not even somebody who... I don't know. It's just who less supported about him or yeah, yeah right. Put it's, money towards his yes. It's thing. not. It's not like a technical like thing. Him. It's an affectionate thing. Yes. Yeah. you know, it's familial yeah. to him. Like this woman loves me, and I love her. Yeah, you know, as yeah. my mom. Um, I can attest to that. So when you just how it resonates with me, I you know, my mom died a few years back, and having women in my life, Steph, you're one. Mm-hmm. You know, women in my life that. Um, have been somebody I know I can just talk to about life, you know, and just have have in my corner. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrea Hayes, um, Denise Janeway, yeah. you know, <laughs> Shelley Hall, people in my life that um, that love me and that I love and that I consider to be moms in a sense yeah, right. <laughs> in the faith. You're not old enough to be my mom, I don't think. Um, but <laughs> um, um, <laughs> no offense in any way on no, that. But just I know, to say, I'm none taken at yeah, all. like what yeah. love that is and how yeah. cool that is, right, in mm-hmm. the church. So. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, I I love Priscilla and Aquila. I love that they were originally from Rome. Uh, they were ousted when Claudius mm-hmm. uh, came in and, and they kept doing ministry. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like uh, if something like that happened where it's like, all right, Jews, get out. You could just fall to pieces and just mm-hmm. be like, I'm not, I'm not doing anything. I'm just in survival mode. I'm just going to do what I, what I want to do. What, you yeah. know, like obviously God's not paying attention because we're, we've been ousted and all the things, but 
they continued to minister. They mm-hmm. just kept on ministering. They We find them in all these different cities. Supporting Paul, it says they risked their necks for him. Like, I think in, was it Ephesus, Ephesus where the, where the mob yeah. Yeah, where the mob came? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So they risked their necks for him. And I just, I don't know, I just think that's awesome. And then and then that they were clutch in discipling Apollos. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. I just, I love, I love that they're included in this. Too. Yeah, it's very cool. Mm-hmm. What about you? Well, I, I I probably asked the question too soon because mine's going to come later. Yeah, we haven't got to the <laughs> yeah the folks in the public sphere. Yeah, oh yeah, right. so yeah. Hey, you don't know what I was talking about, but <laughs> I know I know where you're at. Because um, I was thinking about you, and I was yes. uh, thinking about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, so then, seventeen, we turn we turn now to some teaching. Uh, he urges the brothers and sisters watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles mm-hmm. in the way, mm-hmm. not. Not similar to what we read about in thirteen and fourteen, or in, uh, fourteen. Those the that division was on Jew and Gentile, and mm-hmm. like they they weren't meaning to do that to each right. other. He's giving them the admonition yep. now. Hey, like don't do that. Um, or kind of the warning then, like you can work together. Right. This is like, hey, there's people out there, and they're gonna call. Like they're intentionally coming to cause yes. division. They are looking to put obstacles yep. in the way. Mm-hmm. And he just says, I, I love the phrase. He goes. Keep away from them. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like not mine says avoid them. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like a whole lot more to go. <laughs> Keep away. It doesn't say try to change their mind. Yeah. It doesn't say right. fight them. He goes, just get away from them. Right. Just That's stay exactly away. right. Avoid them. And yeah. I think for clarity too for us as as Christians, like having the wisdom about who we keep away from and who we don't. Mm-hmm. We talked in the last podcast about having friends that aren't Christians. And right. like it's not like we have to keep away from everybody. Um, these specific people would be people that maybe are trying to pretend to be Christians or are have infiltrated the church in some right. way and are, like you're saying, intentionally mm-hmm. deceiving and putting obstacles in the way. Yeah. Paul talks about these guys in Philippians 3, too, um, yeah. where he calls them uh, enemies of the cross of Christ. Yes. He says their God is their stomach yes. and they glory in their shame. Right. Yeah. Right. And so these are people who are intentionally trying to harm right. the church. Yes. Right. And so those are people, I think, Right. Paul's wisdom is good avoid. there to, to avoid, yeah. get away from. And and he describes them here also that they're on after their own appetites. Mm-hmm. Yep. They they're people smooth serving talk. not our Lord, but their own appetites. They smooth talk, flattery, flattery. They deceive the minds of naive people. Yeah. Now, look, I'm not gonna throw stones at other Christian leaders, but I think we've all seen certain televangelists or people in that you know, I don't want to lump them all together, but in that kind of prosperity gospels where it seems to flourish the most, where you see, wow, those people certainly seem to be feeding on their own appetites. Right. They seem to be the ones being sure. come, become wealthy out of these things. Mm-hmm. And they do have smooth talk and yeah. flattery and yeah. taking like advantage of naive minds. Of naive minds. Right. Yes. Yeah. Did um, God really say? Yeah, it's the serpent. Oh my Some goodness! Smooth talk. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Mm. I didn't mean to go there, but it's just hard not to read that passage and not immediately lay that over certain people today. Yeah. But this was written yeah. to to people similar at the time, right? right? So yeah. there was the warning was there. It's still the warning is to us as well. Be careful. And again, being <laughs> being wise about the difference between. That, what mm-hmm. he's talking about, people intentionally deceiving and probably teaching heretical things or yeah. versus people who just have different opinions. Right. 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 Or yeah. people like who just don't know. Right, sure. Yes. Like yes. we've been talking about in yes. 14 and 15, because mm-hmm. he's clearly made a distinction there. And he's even, all the greetings here, these are probably all people that disagree on certain things. Right. But greet, 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 greet. Yes. Avoid those. With a holy kiss. Right. 
who are intentionally <laughs> yeah. deceiving and flattering yeah. and, and hurting the church. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And there's a difference. Yep. And he says he wants you to be wise. He said, I want y'all to be wise. He didn't say yeah. y'all, but he says yeah. the, the you is plural. He said y'all. <laughs> I want y'all to be wise about what, he said what is you good. All, so he you, said, oh, yeah. <laughs> and innocent about what is evil. Right. And he says, the God of peace. Now, this, now he's going to go back to Genesis 3.15. Yeah, he is. He says, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. Mm-hmm. That used to be a great little E-Town song. Oh, it's a it's, it's a, a it's a camp song. It's a classic. <laughs> is it really? It's yeah. a classic It'll camp like song. The, oh yeah, yeah. It is the, the most th- requested campfire song of all time. <laughs> That's not a campfire. You song. know that why? Is a campfire it song. It has motions. It has <laughs> motions, and we Even jump and we teenagers <gasps> like to do motions. Yeah, <laughs> crush Satan. We love crush, some crushing we crush of Satan. The Satan. Yeah. <laughs> Was that Russian? We crush I, it, him. It's something very Russian. Crush you. I will crush you. All right. The peace of God. Look, here's what's ironic about this though. The peace of God is what will soon crush Satan it's under your feet. Crush him. Is the peace of God, the shalom, the, the perfect yes. wholeness of God is mm-hmm. what crushes Satan. Yeah. Only God who can is, crush with who peace. Is, though, who is the whole? <laughs> who is the peace? Who is the everything? It's Christ. Christ yeah. is the right. one who does the crushing. Yeah. Yes. Right? Isn't he right. the seed of the woman who, yes. who then crushes uh, Satan? Yeah. We have bruises. So maybe the maybe the final consummation of all that, when death is dead for good and thrown cast into the whatever, yeah. is then the the work of God through Christ's right. final work. You well, know? yeah, and I think it speaks to what he's talking about. Again, what's the context of the last three chapters? It's peace in the church mm-hmm. and unity in the church. Um, and he's the God of peace, and he's crushing Satan. What's Satan's work? Yeah, probably discord. It would be discord, yep. right. envy and jealousy, and right. flattery and smooth talk and dece- deception yes. amongst naive people. Yep. He's crushing that yes. with mm. peace, right, in the church. I think that's yeah. his point. So, mm. to the grace of the grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Yep, it's a priestly bl- blessing. Mm-hmm. Twenty-one. Timothy, my co-worker, sends his greetings to you. So does Lucius or Lucius. Jason, he's my buddy now. I like Jason. Because uh, <laughs> you know his name. <laughs> I do. And I, I love him from the book of Acts, if it's the same Jason, which it, it more yeah. than likely is, mm-hmm. where uh, Peter and Barnabas, I think it is, are fleeing to Thessalonica. Oh, yeah. And they go and stay at Jason's house, yeah. right? Sounds, and then yeah. Jason gets out of there. I mean, Jason, uh, then they get out of there once they hear that mm-hmm. the people are coming to get mm-hmm. them. And I love the phrase. The phrase still, like, it's it's something that really resonates with me right now and gets me fired up about our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys who come looking for these people. Where is Paul? Uh, where is uh, Peter? And where is Barnabas? They go, where are these men who have turned this world upside down? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's what, that's what you want to be known yes. for, church, yeah. believer, community. Like, what happened to this community? Why is it turned upside down? In a great way, yeah. Yeah. right? Like, why are all these people, yeah. why are women now mentioned and children are right. lifted up and there's peace and unity? What? Who did this? <laughs> yeah. I like that. That was Jason's house. They, that, that's yeah. why Jason's. Nice. How mad cool would you dude. be if you're the, uh, the Roman government or the Jewish religious leaders that are so about control and right. so about power and so about authority and all these things? And they cannot stop the Christians who are not about any of those things. <laughs> right, right. And aren't wielding swords. Yeah. They're just like, 
They're taking care of orphan babies. Yeah, right. and they're just like meeting in houses right. and singing hymns and reading scriptures and praying together and preaching yes. the gospel of Jesus, this dude who died and then came back to life. Mm-hmm. And they can't stop it. Mm-hmm. They're like throwing him in prison. They're killing him. Right. And they can't stop. Right. <laughs> so yes. they just keep growing. They oh, keep, it had to be frustrating. They keep doing great thing after great thing after yeah. nice thing after kind thing. And the only thing they won't do yeah. is say Caesar is Lord. Yeah. Right. And in like, three years, yeah. they took that down, <laughs> like yeah. without wielding any swords. Yep. Yeah. And then they're like, well, you know, we'll put Paul in prison. And Paul's like, man, what has happened to me is serve the gospel. And <laughs> that's amazing. I'm, I'm teaching Romans about <laughs> right, Jesus. And I'm, yes. Okay, Paul, well, we're going to kill you. To die is gain. Yes. <laughs> you know? right. All right, Paul, we'll let you live. To live is Christ. Like you can't beat him. He's just Paul. And he's like, I'm excited no matter what you do to me. That yeah. had to just tick off yeah. Yeah. the Romans and the Jews uh, all the time who were just trying to stop it. And they couldn't do it. And yeah. then just a few hundred years later, it's... Christianity is the religion, the religion of, of Rome. Yes. Yep. You know, I love it. Oh, it's good stuff. Okay, yeah. So we got Jason in there. Uh, Sosipater. <laughs> what, what do we say? Sosipater. 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 I don't know. He's twenty 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 one. Yeah. And then here we go with Tertius in, in twenty two. Tertius, who wrote down this letter, <laughs> greet you in the Lord, Gaius, 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 whose hospitality. I and the whole church here enjoy sends you his greetings, and then Erastus, who is the city's director of public works. There you go. He gets a nod. Yeah. The director of public works. Hey, and our the guy in charge Cortis. of the sewer. And our brother Cortis right. send you their greetings. Mine says the city treasurer. Yeah. Oh, that's even better. That's, that's, better, a, than, that's better than the sewer the guy. Some sort of position, guy. man. Yeah. And it would be Corinth, where Paul was when he right. was writing that. Mm-hmm. So maybe in Corinth, either I don't know if it was Rome or if it was whichever yes. one, but right, which was a big um, town. Yeah. It's a yeah. big deal. Big deal. And uh, and then our brother Quartus. Quartus. You're not gonna believe this, but it just means the fourth. Oh <laughs> Tertius was the third. Quartus is the fourth. Man. There you go. Um, they send their greetings as well. Nice. And we end on Paul's Paul's own hand potentially, where he he now says the the line that um in question four uh, that you that you wrote down, Kurt. Now to him who is able to establish you in accordance with my gospel. Paul calls it his gospel, but we know what he means because yeah. he explains it. Right. It's the message I proclaim about Jesus Christ in keeping with the revelation of the mystery hidden for long ages past, but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by my command, mm-hmm. uh, by the, I'm sorry, by the command of the eternal God, so that all the Gentiles might come to the obedience that comes from faith or to faith or faith. In verse 27, so to the only wise God be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. That's the end. But you mentioned here, now to him who is able or powerful to mm-hmm. establish you. What, do you what, what what were you thinking there when you went with that whole establish you in the accordance of my gospel? Well, that's why I put the question in there. <laughs> <laughs> he wants yeah. you to answer I wrote it. the discussion <laughs> questions for this one. But no, it, I mean, it is. It's such a, I love how Paul ends this. Him, him who is able to establish you um, by my gospel. He, again, that you, a y'all. Right. Establish y'all, establish the church. Mm-hmm. Um, on this rock, I will build my church. Jesus yeah. said, um, he is the king of the church, the Lord of the church, who is building the church through Paul and the other apostles, Peter and these guys. Um, Paul specifically to go through to the Gentiles, to Asia, to all these places in Rome. Um, and he says that they are established by, he says, again, my gospel. I think when Paul says my gospel, he's thinking specifically about the the whole um, the argument of justification by faith alone in Christ alone, like all that that he lays out in Galatians pretty clearly, like yeah. apart from law, apart from works. Right. This seemed to be kind of Paul's uh, milieu, so to speak, the yeah. thing that he 
loved to bring about the most out with the with the Gentiles and the Jewish people in the churches, especially. So he's just reminding them, man, this gospel that I've preached to you right. about being free from all condemnation because of what Jesus has done to us, that establishes you. Yeah. And so I don't know. When I'm thinking about that, I'm just thinking about that that word established meaning to like build. Um like yeah. we build a house. It's established right. on a foundation. Right. The foundation is the gospel and that's where the church is established upon and yeah. that's where it grows from. Um, he writes to the Ephesians that the church is founded upon, established upon right. the the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be the teachers of the people of God, right? Yeah. What did they teach? Of course, the gospel, the word of God. Right. And so anyway, all that to say, um, man, it establishes, the gospel is the establishment, the foundation mm-hmm. of the church. And again, where Paul's trying to remind them, I think, in these last three chapters of where they came from, you know, Um, chapter 15, where he said to them, you know, God has approved them as he approved you. He's had mercy on them as he's had mercy on you. How? Through the gospel, in view of God's mercy, Romans Mm -hmm. 12, 1, to offer your body. Like all of that is in view of the gospel. It's the established, like that is, and he talks to the, Jesus talks to the Ephesian church in Revelation. He tells them, you've lost your first love. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's what he means. The yeah. the true center of the gospel, right. like me yes. as your first love. Right. Jesus, yes. let us not forget yes. um, all the things, all the teachings, everything that Paul talks about in Romans. If we could boil it down to anything, I think Paul would say, man, it's all about Jesus mm-hmm. and the gospel. And that establishes you and that peace that we right. have, and the unity that we have and everything we do mm-hmm. yes. it's because of him. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking um, when I think of established, I think of security. Yeah. And I was thinking how, as a Gentile, um, are you? I am. Oh. <laughs> apart from, apart from Christ coming, I would still be sitting in the dark, right? Mm. I would still be outside. Yeah. Um, and so I, I just think about this gospel that brings in everyone, and that it sheds light on everyone. And so now you don't have to walk around in the dark anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the light of Christ. Um, and so when it says that you have been established, like that question yeah. just makes me think um, light has dawned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I I, um, I think of three passages when I get to this one at the end, and it's, mm-hmm. it's obviously at the end, so I feel like where did it begin then? So yeah, I'll go right, back to right. Romans 1 uh, and his his uh, thesis for the whole letter, right? Mm-hmm. One sixteen, he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And he says, because it is the power of God... Yeah. So the same, it is powerful. It's the same right. Greek word yep. that that we get established from. Yes. it's a different version of it, but it's still the same. You know, gives you the power to. Right. So he says, "I give you." Um, what's the word? Dyna- dyna- dynamis. Dynamis. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So for I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it has the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. Yeah. And he's going to get through who those people are. For the righteousness mm-hmm. of God is revealed. That's in the gospel. That is by faith from first to last, just as it's written, the righteous will live by faith. Yeah. Yeah. So we have that establishing verse. Then if you get to the Romans 12, 1, in view of God's mercy, right. and then those who lived by faith are these mentioned in 16. Mm-hmm. Right? Like yeah. All of these are examples right. of the people who had the power of God for salvation, yes. who lived by faith, had right. righteousness by faith, right. from first to last, you know, like right. righteousness yeah. to righteousness, faith yeah. to faith. Right, and he ends it then with, "Now him who is able, mm. right, the same one who is able to save is also the one who can establish and follow you through, can finish to the end. Yeah. And that established yeah. thing is not something that it, it like right. it carries on to the end. 
Um, and then that's how you get the glory to the wise God for yeah. ever yeah. and ever. The gospel has not been preached in a vacuum. Right. Like it, it, it changes things. It's yes. dynamic. Dunamis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's dynamic and it's powerful. Um, the passage I, I was thinking so much about was Ephesians 2. Again, I, was, I just mentioned this, but Paul gives the gospel in Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. The gospel of, man, we were dead in sins. Mm-hmm. God saved us by his grace, all that. And then the rest of Ephesians 2 is... Now remember, and he's talking to Jews and Gentiles again. Like, man, remember that Gentiles, you guys were far away. Y'all were separate from Christ. Right. You were foreigners to the covenants. And now you're brought in. Yeah. Like you were talking about Steph, right. like you were in the darkness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were separated from God right. without hope, without God in the yes. world. And now you're brought close to Jesus by the gospel of peace. He talks a lot about, he says, verse 14, Ephesians 2, for he himself is our peace. There's yeah. peace again. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and he ends it with, um, Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people, members of God's household. We call this entire third section of Romans, the mm-hmm. people of God. That's what mm-hmm. he's talking about. Built on the foundation, here's established, mm-hmm. built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. Mm-hmm. In him, here's established, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together, become a dwelling place in which God lives by his spirit. So right. good. Established Paul, in Paul, Christ. Paul. Yep. Yes, about so good. That's it, the gospel. And that is important to us because we are that body. Right? Yeah. We yeah. are part of that found. Uh, we are part of the building that is being built. Yeah. Still right? being built. Yeah. The Christ is the foundation. Um, I mean, the cornerstone, Person. the foundation yeah. that is the apostles and all that. And then we are being built, mm-hmm. um, being established. And it's important because if we remain connected to mm-hmm. and, um, we don't get the the pipe clogged <laughs> with this stuff. Yeah. Um, then we can have that peace. Yeah. Yes. The joy, the hope, the things yeah. that we even Which read about. The, well, the, the unity illustration, you know. In the last one, you were using the piano, like being tuned right. to a piano. Yes. The, that's what the cornerstone is. Right. Right. Yes. Line everything to that stone. Yes. If mm-hmm. you're off of him, you're right. off of everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't yeah. matter how well the rest of the bricks are put together. Right. They're not mm-hmm. square with the with the cornerstone. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, before we end, I want to uh, at least get to number three here, the question, and I feel like because it had a uh, potential for some some serious honesty here. Um, yeah. Some of these folks, as you were referencing, they might have been, they might have felt like nobodies or unknowns or yeah. or there's certainly people that aren't listed here, right? Yeah. A whole other conversation would be, why didn't he mention Peter? Peter eventually yeah. becomes the leader of the... Maybe right. he's not there yet. I don't know. Right. A lot of people. Um, maybe he's still mad at him. I don't know. You know, like there's <laughs> a tension. Um, but anyway, but there's there are people here that don't get mentioned. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, have you ever had that kind of feeling of mm. or struggled with, and nobody nobody sees me. I'm not... What I do is not even important. Um, I work very hard, but I'm not mentioned here. You know, you ever had that feeling? I would say most parents <laughs> would have that feeling. Uh, moms, uh, I, I, it made me think of being a homeschool mom and just doing a bajillion things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and my husband is wonderful, but sometimes like, you know, hey, dinner's not done. It's like, no, honey, it's <laughs> not done. You, to be done. <laughs> you know, just, just trying to work really hard and do all the right things mm-hmm. and feeling unappreciated. Um, I think, I think anyone in ministry can attest to, to this, to just any, especially if it's someone behind the scenes Mm -hmm. to just work and roll real hard, but it's always the person up front that gets Mm -hmm. like, man, that was awesome. You were fantastic. (laughs) And the the people, I cannot relate. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Right. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah. 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 
I think good. It's a, I appreciate you bringing the mom perspective yeah, in there. It's one we don't often get to touch on. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, yeah, I think any of us have at least this gear inside of us where we, we want some sort of recognition or something, appreciation, right. I don't know, mm-hmm. right. um, for what we've done. And yeah, I mean, uh, to be honest, uh, this is just me being honest about kind of some of my struggles and failures is just, um, man, I've struggled with jealousy in my life. Mm-hmm. Um Big time, actually, at at times, and still, like that's something I I try to continually submit to the Lord. But um, I have, like, I, I've been jealous of um, other in, in in many different areas. I mean, when I was in high school, whether it was like somebody who was a better athlete than me or whatever, right. mm-hmm. cooler person or whatever that was. Um, but even in ministry, like, I don't know if it's anybody. This would blow anybody's mind, but. <laughs> Um, pastors can get jealous of other pastors. Yeah. Um, well, man, think happens. about youth ministry. It, yeah. If there's a if there's a bang up youth ministry happening in town, sure. Everybody goes, well, what? Well, they, yeah. well, look at what's right. happening over there. So they used to go here, and so. now they go there. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Sure. What are you doing, man? So yeah. anyway, I have. I mean, in all honesty, I have struggled with that. Um, I have learned. I say I've learned. I I know the truth of it, even though I still struggle with it. Okay, mm-hmm. but I've learned to more quickly submit that to the Lord and yeah. to pray for people I might feel envious of because it's not their fault. I feel envious of them as my fault, you know, right. um, for whatever reason and want the Lord to bless anything that he's doing in the kingdom for it through anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. I'm sure there were times when some of these people maybe felt that way towards each other or towards others. Um, maybe times when Paul, I mean, if you read 1 Corinthians, I mean, there might have been some struggle with Paul and Apollos and mm-hmm. Peter, you know, of just yeah. who was. And so, yes, I can resonate with that right. and, and the struggle in my flesh mm-hmm. to want to, gosh, okay, I'm a pastor of a church. Do I want to have a great church? Yes, I do. And so, yeah, if I see another church that's, man, just feel like they're doing things that we're not doing and they're doing it well, sometimes I might in my flesh just go, oh, wow. I yeah. wish that was us, or I wish right. we were doing that, or they're probably, or I question their motives. Right. Oh, they're watering <laughs> right. it down, yeah, 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 or whatever. Yeah. I'm just being real, okay? Yes, so that's yes. where my True mind story. will yeah. go. Yeah. And then God has to check me on that so many times. Right. And I feel I do. Thankfully, God often gives me the great conviction about that. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, all that to say, yes, um, I do struggle with that and have struggled with that. And mm-hmm. you talk about being a parent. I mean, mm. gosh, talk about playing the comparison game <laughs> as a mom or dad. Yeah. Stay off Instagram. <laughs> Try to yeah, exactly right. Well, that's what ministry too. I mean, just yes. don't. Social media is the enemy right. of comparison our is the thief of joy. Yes, yes. yes. Say yeah. it again. Say it louder. Comparison <laughs> is the thief of joy. That's and, right. And don't con- do it. And contentment. It's the thief of contentment yes. because yep. contentment and joy are right there right. with each other. I think that's a lot of Philippians. Paul talking about mm-hmm. that. And I mean, gosh, Paul in Philippians, he's in prison, and other guys are preaching while he's in prison. Right. And probably some people have been in his ear, like, hey, you know, this dude's out here preaching. Right. And, right. and Paul goes, you know what? I don't even care. Like, That's whatever right. their as motives are, Christ, Christ pre- yeah. you know what I mean? I'm like, Paul, why you got to be so good, man? Like, <laughs> just get mad at these guys, you know, and want to do it yourself or whatever. But anyway, man, I think for me, um, I hope I've said this enough that it gets annoying. <laughs> I know it's a funny thing to say, but I hope I say this enough that it gets annoying that we have to be in Scripture Mm-hmm. all the time yes. because I speak for myself to know if I wasn't, I would be such a more envious and prideful human being yeah. Oh yeah, all the yeah. time. Yes. Scripture humbles us. Mm-hmm. It should. It humbles me. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and I mentioned Philippians. I think Philippians is a great book on humility and joy mm-hmm. and contentment. Sure. Uh, yeah. The Proverbs, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Psalms, you know, yes. all of Scripture. Yeah. It just reminds <laughs> us that 
God is our master and we are submitted to him yeah, and just right. brings us back to a centered place of established on him. Yeah. Exactly. The, yeah. the gospels are, I mean, Jesus's story um, yeah. in all the gospels. And uh, a friend of mine, we were just texting about this this morning, the humiliation of Christ. Yeah. Like when, when we look at, when we look at the cross, we look at the, mm. at the moments leading up to the cross, it's easy to focus on the pain, like the pain he must have felt or what, but physical pain, the physical pain, right? right? Yeah. But the humiliation is the part where there was no, you don't, you don't have a choice when you're being humiliated. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you might choose to go through pain or endure pain or whatever, but man, when you're humiliated, you're just, it's just out there. Yeah. You didn't choose it. It happens. Right. And then it's like seeing Christ to go through that. And of course he did choose to go through it. But um, I think that's the part that, that brings me to a, a, a place of humility yeah. Um, yeah. and, and a, ne a necessary place too. there. I think mm -hmm. the Lord uses events in our lives of, of humiliation so that we would grow in our, in our sufferings to be more like Christ. Right. Um, I'll tell you a quick story. I know we're getting long here, but, um, and this is the, I'm not, I mean, I don't have near as bad stories y'all do. This will be a simple one, slam dunk. <laughs> no, but it, I think it was our 30th anniversary for the church. And we had like, the founding pastor was back. We did a big thing outdoors and, mm -hmm. you know, all the, everyone had a speaking part that was part of our senior leadership team. And, you know, and, and I was like, I, I was the guy at the road in a blow up thing, waving my arms. It's like I just, the, I was like just comedic relief. You yeah. know what I mean? I was like, I've been here at the church 30 years and yeah. the whole thing. And I'm not, I don't say that like, Ooh, I've been, I'm like, man, I, I, it was, it stung. Like it stung to, yeah. to sweatily walk up the hill to go back to the event that's already going on, you know, cause I was greeting the people as they came up as the comedic relief. And then I'll stand at the back and watch, you know, all the people give their speaking parts and all the clapping all the years. And I was like, I felt, a, I didn't feel a part of it. You know, right. I felt like I was watching it. Yeah. And then later, you know, it was not nothing like intentional. There was nothing intentional about it. It was just we all had a part to play that day, and that was my part. And I'm a behind the scenes most of the time, you know, work at the church. But I remember that day, just like, oh my goodness, man, I felt so humiliated. Right. But then, and I don't say all that for any sort of sympathy or anything. I really say it because it was a beautiful moment of the Lord humiliating me to 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 grow me into submission, to grow me into, mm. you know, a more holiness, to see why did you want that? Oh, right. ooh, because I'm ugly and prideful. <laughs> That's yeah. why. Right. I wanted a pat on the back. I wanted to be a part of it, you know, and it's like, no, this is Christ's work. This is his thing. This is his kingdom. You, you know, we're, we, we are to bow the knee to him consistently, not try to grab a crown. Right. I want to grab a crown. Yeah. That's shiny. Yeah. You know, that'd make me feel good. Ooh, that'd be the last yeah. thing I need. Right. It would, be, it would have been the last thing I needed. Yeah. And instead, I got exactly what God wanted me to have. And I was like, man, to God be the glory for that. Yeah. Now, did it sting? Ooh, absolutely. Yeah. But right. man, you know, you just, you have to go through it. I and mean, it's part of the yeah, the rubbing off the, sanding off the corners or whatever you say. Yes. Sanctification. There you go, sanctification. Yes. I think yes. for sure the, the unseenness part of that. Um, again, yeah, and there's probably been times in all of our lives where we felt unseen. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, as a pastor, I'm up in front of people. I'm seen, I mean, pretty well. I mm -hmm. would I'd be probably lying if I said I felt unseen right now where I'm at in life, generally mm -hmm. speaking. Sure. Um, but if you but, played comparison for just a second, you'd right. be like, man, I could be. Or right, that right. And the comparison comes in. That's yeah. where it starts to creep in, right? Right. Mm -hmm. But I, I would say, too, I think just for um, 
man, what what Paul's writing in this it is kind of it is his way of saying, man, like I see these people, and I hope you see these people. I hope you greet these people. I hope yeah. you understand what they're doing. And mm-hmm. um, I guess just you know we try our best. We're not great at this all the time, but as ministry leaders, you know we try our best to see the people in the church that volunteer and mm-hmm. serve. Yeah. There are so many people, and that I could name, unseen, I could right? go yes. through my list of names too, That's and they're exactly a lot easier right. to say than these names. Miss Alice, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to right now name all the names right. just because I would leave people out. Yes. I promise you, you know, there are names upon names upon names of people in this church and in every church Absolutely. that serve so faithfully mm-hmm. every Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday night, whatever, right. whatever your church looks like. Um, and gosh, that that's why you know I think Paul is just not—he's not throwing these guys and girls a bone. He's—he's right. he's going, I see you, right. and this is real ministry right. that they're doing. Right. Um, I saw important. a pastor on online actually—I think it was today—I was watching it, um, and he was talking about the ministry that he does as the preacher. And he said, 99% of the ministry that happens at the church is not me preaching on a Sunday right. morning. Right. That's what people see the clearest. Right. But 99% of it is happening all over the place on a Sunday and all throughout the week. Yes. Mm-hmm. All of this different ministry. Yeah. And I am personally blown away by that at Eastridge. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been one of the coolest things I've gotten to see over the last year. Um, leading as lead pastor is seeing all the ministry that happens apart from yeah. the lead pastor and apart yeah. from Sunday morning even. All over the place. Yeah, it's super, super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from we see from, you. I'm saying that. <laughs> we okay? see you. We yeah. see you guys. We yeah. love y'all for the things you do in ministry. That's uh, yes. for spiritual edification and benefit, but also things you do that are material edification and benefit. Yeah. Yes. Um, or just dads praying with your families. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or that's co-husbands yeah. loving your wife. The gospel and, or right. whatever. Right. So right. Or bringing things. a meal to someone yes, who yes, is sick. Yes. Or you know, mm-hmm. whatever. It's incredible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You called me Friday. You're like, hey, <laughs> the cleaning crew is here, and there's water pouring down from a hot water heater yes. onto the whatever. Oh, and gosh. like, I made, I was in a place. I was, I was 45 minutes away and wasn't going towards the church, I was going away from the church, <laughs> and was just able to text. It. I didn't even pick up the phone. And call. I was like, you know, Jeremy, Houston, man, is there any way? I'm on it. Yeah, Aww. boom, fixed it. Uh, yeah, so good. Yeah. I was talking like, to a widower this morning telling me that there's a lady in the church that calls him from time to time just to check in on him. Um, and I knew she does that in general, but he was just telling me that, like, that's a ministry mm. that yes. nobody really knows is going right, on. Right. And just people checking in on people, right? Yes. That's it. Like, right. That's the church, and that's the beauty that of it. That is so, the church. Yeah. So much more ministry yeah. happening than what you see from oh, the pulpit. absolutely. Or whatever. Absolutely. And lock us up, and it'll still happen. Yes. Probably more so. Privileges and we're still... (laughs) Colonel finally finished that book he started. (laughs) (laughs) Where did that come from? I've been waiting on it. I've been waiting on it, guys. (laughs) I see you. (laughs) Well, guys, that is a a, a wrap on the book of Romans. Uh, We have... uh, There's so much more to discuss and so much more to apply. We could start the whole thing over and and, not say the same thing twice. Exactly. And so we just encourage you guys... uh, Man, join in us. Join in with us on these. Uh, when we go through books of the Bible like this, we're going to try our best to to give you resources, and whether we curate them and put them on the website for you to go find, or whether we create things like this and just talk about our experiences. Um, we just want you guys to be edified in it and encouraged by it. So. Uh, I think I'm supposed to say things like, hey, click the like and subscribe button or or oh. follow the podcast and all those things. Yes. Thumbs up. Never, Thumbs up. Never and been able it. to. Share it with friends share. and family. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Share it. Yeah. Um, yeah, because there are a lot of, lot of other people could maybe benefit from this conversation too. So 
Thank you guys for for being a part of this. Uh, Thanks for moderating. Yeah, <laughs> man, this has been fun. It's been Jumping great. Jumping in. All year long. This has been a year-long uh, project. That's all we do. I come to the office every day and just sit behind this <laughs> microphone, and that's all. I walk by Trey's office, and he's just talking to himself. Yeah. <laughs> in the he's mirror. getting used to the microphone. <laughs> hey, Trey, welcome to the podcast. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Hey, welcome to the podcast. All right. Well, thank you so much for, for being here, being with yeah. us. Uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for the journey. Yeah. Eastridge.church slash Romans. You get all the material, all the resources, reading plans, and all of the everythings to have, that we've done for Romans. So that's it. Till we see you at the next After Church podcast, y'all have a great... Greet one another thing. with a holy kiss. Yeah. <laughs> or don't. I don't know. Stop. Okay. <laughs>